to you live from Studio 401. It's the Go Talk Podcast. <laughs> Hey, I want to welcome y'all to another special episode of the Goat Talk Podcast, latest in steg- latest segment or uh, installment, the Odd Couple. Ah, oh, shit. Zoom, we're already messing up. But anyway, um, <laughs> we got we got a lot to talk about. This is, um, <clears throat> last time we talked, this was like, this is our first. We're covering, re- doing a little Super Bowl recap analysis and everything that's happened in the past few weeks. Yeah. Because I've, uh, man, was should have been doing this earlier, but me, I seriously. Stupidly left my laptop, so it is what it is. But now we're getting to it now, so we're gonna be talking about a little Super Bowl recap, like I said. Some Eagles, some Patriots, some Eagles. We're gonna talk about Eagles, Chiefs, some Pat Mahomes. We're gonna talk about the, what the Eagles had to do this offseason. Um, some Kyrie KD trades that shocked the NBA world again. That was a while ago, but yeah. And then we also got some um, NFL news and some more NBA news. So let's go and get straight into this Super Bowl. Um, um, recap analysis, and you want to go straight to the holding penalty? You want to just talk about the whole game or what? Um, let's talk about the game first, and then give our uh, yeah opinions on and calls and stuff. That way, we can probably deliver our message a little bit better. But uh, but yeah, uh, what you think about the Super Bowl, man? Uh, me, man, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know if you ever seen that. Um. I think remember how it was something about how, like I think some former coach said that second half coaching adjustments are the thing. Okay. Well, I'm here. I, yeah, I think it was some coach or somebody said that. You know, like we're in the NFL teams don't really make second half adjustments. I right. can tell you whatever he said. Whoever said that, they lied because God damn, that was the first half and the second half was like very different in my eyes because. Mm-hmm. For one, in the first half, minus that um Super Bowl that really, minus that fumble that that scoop and score fumble for the Chiefs. If the Chiefs didn't get that, they would have been in real trouble um from the first right. half because like the, I felt like the Eagles early on was able to um really kept making plays. I think they I don't know if I think they got the um, I really think they went up fourteen. It was seven. Then the Eagles scored seven. Then the Chiefs scored seven. Then the Eagles scored fourteen. Eagles came back with another touchdown. That long touchdown to AJ Brown, and right. then uh, I feel like the Chiefs had a three and out or something, or punted the ball back, and the Eagles had the ball. They was finna be scoring for momentum again. Then Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. had that fumble, and now it's 14, 14, 14 up. So I feel like that that was one of the huge momentum swings, and um, and still even with that, I think the Eagles. I th- do you remember what the halftime score was? Yeah, the Eagles was up uh twenty four to fourteen. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, Eagles up 24-14. So I'm like, okay. Uh even if even if they um choose a little come even of a second half comeback, I feel like the Eagles still could have put up had the momentum to carry them. I really I ain't gonna say I thought the game was over. I feel like the Eagles had a I ain't gonna say too much of a comfortable advantage, but a, a nice advantage, nice something to lead you would think, but I give um props I give props to the I give props to the Chiefs and I talk give real bad um real bad 
Yeah, what am I trying to say? But the and the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, he was pretty much trash from from what I seen in the second half. Like the Eagles couldn't stop shit, bro. I, I don't know what mm-hmm. they were running. I feel like everybody was always open. So I guess that's where I think I give credit to the um <clears throat> Chiefs game plan and what they was able to do to attack the Eagles secondary. But man, yeah. oh, because a lot of people were saying like, man, this really kind of like. I remember that was something I seen on Twitter how like the Eagles' pass defense wasn't as good as people make it made it seem, despite having very good people on people different despite despite having very good cornerbacks and stuff. It was yeah. like they was like thirtieth overall in pass defense or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, against good quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much yeah, that against good quarterbacks and they was feasting off the bad quarterback. I was like, man, yeah, because you got to think about it. Look, so. Uh, I think I want to say since week, like I think it was week eight or week six, week eight or week six, they were playing nothing but below average to mid quarterbacks outside of Dak Prescott. And when their defense met a comparable quarterback like Dak, he shredded them. And like it was the same thing. Uh, I was watching this interview. Uh, I am an athlete. They had Debo Samuel on there. And Debo was like, they was asking him, what would they, what would the game uh, outcome like, would be if uh, Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt? Yeah, he said that game wouldn't have been close. It, you know, it's, NFL players got a lot of confidence and they bias, but the way he uh, displayed his message on there, it was like, uh, what's it, what's his, what's the coach name? Uh, Kyle Shanahan must articulate some kind of game plan that. He really that he really felt confident in for him to come out and say that. Like, yeah. I, I noticed that their defense can be passed on if you can eliminate the pass rush a little bit. And you got to think about it. The Eagles they had the third most sacks in NFL history. The NFL's yeah. been around for over a hundred years, and they yeah. reached seventy total sacks. Yeah, I get it. It's an extra game in play, but. 70 total sacks over That's the course crazy. of a regular season is insane, right? You know, and, and, and teams right, and teams talk about how good the Cowboys pass rush is. The people didn't even talk about how good the Chiefs pass Chiefs pass rush was third in the league. They had 55 sacks. Yeah, facts. Like, you know, and I get it, quarterbacks are dropping back more and, and stuff like that, but it's like to accumulate 70 sacks over the course of the season, I cannot say this enough, is so difficult. That's why they were beating somebody because they won their games. They were beating everybody because they won their games in the trenches on offensive line and defensive line. And if you notice in that game, in the Super Bowl game, the Chiefs won in the trenches on both sides of the ball. They didn't allow one sack. And they flushed Jalen out to his left so much. When they and then I kind I kind of think that uh oh, what's the defensive coordinator name for the Chiefs? Is that Spagnola? Yeah, Spagnola. Steve Spagnola. I think, he, I think he's seen something in the first half. If you flush Jalen out to his left, it's it's harder. Yeah, he can make the plays as we've seen, but it's harder for him to create uh downfield uh plays, you know. And the thing about it is, like I said, the trench play on both sides of the ball. Eliminated the run game to a degree, and, yeah. and like I said before, they didn't allow Philly to muck up Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they, yeah. they got him. That wasn't even a sack when they injured him. Yeah, that he was, was uh, getting out the pocket trying to create, and a guy yeah. rolled up on his leg. And you know, was, at that point, and at that point, 
you think that the game was out of reach, but at the same time, the Chiefs have an Andy Reid and EB, and they made adjustments. And uh, uh, what's uh, what's the Eagles' coach name? I can't think of his name right now. Sirianni. Uh, yeah, Nick Sirianni just didn't make any adjustments. So I feel like it was more on. Like maybe the Eagles could have made some better, like rests. Yeah, ran the ball more. I feel like one, the Eagles got way too pass happy. They was running it, but like Miles Sanders didn't get any touches. Boston Scott got like one or two touches, and then the running back early in the game, fourteen, got a little, got a moment. But I'm like, man, they, I feel like they kind of got, got too pass happy, and I think Jalen Hurts threw the ball like thirty five something times, and. I mean, I, in my ideal situation, I'd say about 30-ish, 30-ish pass right. attempts and a, quite a few different running attempts with Jalen Hurts and some of their running backs. And they just really didn't get their running – I feel like their running backs and, and like, easy catch-pitch-and-go situations, but also, like, what you alluded to, like, how the um, the Eagles gave up. The Eagles didn't get, like, no pressure at all on Patrick Mahomes. One, I feel like the field condition definitely had um, a little bit to do with that because not just the Eagles, but on both sides, offense and defense – so that was one I was like, we just get into how uh, you think they should just get rid of Turk completely because I feel like they should because too many injuries is going on. And, and the condition of that field was, like, very terrible. So I saw people slipping all, all game pretty much. Right. And yeah, the Eagles couldn't – with that with the field condition not getting in – and uh, not just <clears> – it's not just the field condition because the Chiefs did a very good job at um, protecting them. They was – because they was they I guess that was a, a a huge focus leading up in their preparation for the game is the offensive mm-hmm. line has to be perfect. They can't give up no, and which they did to their credit. But yeah, and also um just the, I'm, I really made one of the main because I remember I'm not, I know the Eagles scored a little bit because it was like 30, 28 to thirty four five game or something like that. But just like in the second half, all I know every time the Chiefs had the ball like. Everybody was wide open for the Eagles. Like, what are they calling on defense? So, so the thing is, the Eagles came in the game playing a lot of man coverage, right? Well, and what they did is, uh, Eric Bieniemy and uh, Andy Reid found that uh, they went and went back and looked at the games they struggled against, uh, and what they struggled against on defense, and what it, Philly struggles against is motion. Uh, for skills players. So uh, yeah. the Cowboys did it pretty good. They'll motion CD lamb. Yeah, and what they like facts. to do is they like to, uh, I-, I call it a roll rollover yeah. or a pass off. So instead of you, like if you're a man coverage and you wide receiver, you got the wide receiver line up in front of you, instead of you tallying all the way across the field, when they, facts. when they Just motion, switch. you switch. switch. So that means yes. if you're yes. on the, off, yeah, if you're on the <laughs> left hash, if you're on the left hand, you're yes, exactly. the safety, and that safety is supposed to follow. But with Andy nah, Reid, no, just... uh, Andy Reid and them saw they saw with the Jaguars. What the Jaguars did yeah. was all they did was ran the, what they call the Madden the zig route. It's a yeah. it's a in and out. But when you do it in motion with the pass off, it it messes up their uh, it confuses their back end of their coverage. If you're in manner and zone. Yeah. And so exactly. it causes busting coverages because that coverage takes smart players and you have to like really you have to create like a uh what you call a a, a long oh, yeah. excuse me. Oh, I see. <laughs> about to choke. 
um, you got to uh, create like chemistry across the back end. Yeah. You got to really communicate, and uh, and with that motion, and then snapping the ball halfway through the motion, it, like I said, it draws confusion, busting coverage, yeah. and they did it like yeah. three times, and that's yeah. how we get to the. The first time was Kadarius Tony when he scored. The second time was Sky Moore, and I was like, all they had to do was hold him. And I was like, bro, how y'all gonna get exactly? As soon as it happened, I was like, bro, how y'all gonna get beat with this twice in the same game? But yeah, like you said, almost three motion. times. Yeah, oh, it was three times. Oh, yeah. Think about the it, Juju. You gotta think about it. Juju did it too, and that's what caused. Oh the man, sick, <laughs> sick, bro. And then that's not and again. Juju got all pass happy. About what happened, man. We get into that later, but like, yeah, yeah, man. I was just like, bro, like, like you were saying, like, if if that's the thing to happen, because that's another thing, that's another advantage for the offense, because really, like, if they do that, they get pretty much get like a quick, like a half step to. They already know what they're gonna do, so they get their momentum is already carrying them forward. And like I said, pretty much one, cause once once the ball was hiked, I knew it was a touchdown. Like I already knew what he was gonna do, like go from like pretend he was going inside, then break outside after he caught it. Yeah, and I was like, damn. Yeah. I was um, like, yeah. And then, and then one thing I want to add before we move forward, I mean, even with the adjustments the Chiefs made, if you go look at the, the team stats or the tell of the tape, I mean, how much, how much more can you ask from Philly offense? Like, Man, they had real. more total yards. They rushed for 115 as a team. It wasn't more than – than uh, Kansas City, but they yeah. they also had they also accumulated more first downs than Kansas City. Their yeah. third down efficiency was better than Kansas City. Their right. fourth down efficiency was better than Kansas City. They ran seventy two plays to their fifty three plays. Uh, yeah, facts. They, you know, they they beat them by time possession thirty five minutes to twenty four. Like, what more can you ask? Exactly. Like, giving up thirty eight points on twenty four minutes is in, is is terrible. If you got one of the top defenses in the league, man. Yeah, and they're trying to do that so they can keep Pat Mahomes off the field, but that didn't work at all. Right. I really feel like those a lot of those the stat categories that they won was because of how good they were in the first half. But I will yeah, give but, Pat Mahomes they, credit. They had, they had a, a scoring drive in the second half, though, right? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, take it up. I just feel like the second, I just felt like the Chiefs dominated everything. And second yeah. half, especially with the punt return toward two. Oh yeah, they they had some. They played a better team game overall on the, all three phases. You know, yeah, they played a clean game, uh, and it's crazy. My high school coach always said this. This was like his number one thing. He said, "You win a turnover battle, and you win yep. the kicking game. You're gonna win a football game." Yeah, Chiefs had better players yards. On special teams, and in yards. they didn't turn the ball over. You know, so yeah, and um. Yeah, like, cause um, you can tell in this game. I really like at first he got injured, but um, like I say, whatever with it with that ankle. But I was like, man, Patrick Mahomes, especially in the second half, I was like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes really doing this on a bad ankle injury. Yeah, did, bro. Like, gave at me- first, I was gonna be like, if Patrick Mahomes loses this game, as good as he is, that Super Bowl record would have been one and two. Yeah, and that's what he'd have been I closer. Was like, He'd have been closer to LeBron status than MJ. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because one and two versus two and one in the Super Bowl, it's a it's a huge one eighty. How you feel about him? Because you can be as great as you want in the regular season, postseason. If you don't win that Super Bowl ring to go up with them crazy stats, the season's for lost. Kind of like that's, um, technically, yeah. that's that's technically it's, for him though, because you know we compare him to the highest 
Yeah. Room of players in the NFL in the NFL yep. history. So yep, yep. But that's good for him though. Hell yeah, facts. Hey, it has I wish I'd rather submit someone in the NFC to win the Super Bowl, but uh, it is what it is. Right. Um but um let's um go speaking of the um, Chiefs, let's go and talk get on that new offensive coordinator coaching higher position that was filled from Eric Bienemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator. He is now going to y'all division. And yeah, the Washington bro. Commanders. How do you feel about that? Um, I think EB, uh, me personally, I think it's a smart move, right? You got to think about all the meetings he had, right? Yeah. Okay. No other offensive coordinator has more success than he had in the last five seasons. He's had uh, dibs on the MVP of the league twice. He's had a uh, championship twice. Uh, his offenses have been in the top five or well, top six each of the last five seasons. Uh, and for some odd reason, he can't get a head coaching job. Well, here's the, but this is the thing they like to say the reason why he can't get a head coaching job is because he don't really call plays over there in Kansas City. So apparently, Andy Reid calls the plays and he relay, uh, he tells Eric B. and Eric B. Enemy relays them to Patrick Mahomes. And a lot of usually a lot of office coordinators and other uh, organizations they call the plays and they uh, relay them to the quarterback themselves. So a lot of these uh, organizations are saying basically saying that they don't know if Eric B. Enemy can call the plays to make it seem like yeah. how they call them in Kansas City. Uh, yeah. But the thing about it is, I like the move because what head coach is going to have the hottest seat next year? It's got to be Ron Rivera, right? Yeah. So if they don't succeed, one of them, bro. no one's going to be pointing at Eric Bieniemy because, because for one, uh, Washington's offense hasn't been in the top ten or fifteen in like I don't know how long. Yeah. So I if know. they see any kind of like progression as far as an offense, they're going to keep EB. But if their team is like same as this year, seven and ten, six and eleven. Or something like that, or whatever it is, then Ron Rivera's out of there, and I see EB becoming a head coach. Yeah, possibly. I, that's what I was thinking, something like that too, because um, I remember seeing, I remember seeing like um, hearing the news and then the reaction, you know, from the people first take and speak. I didn't really hear much from my dispute. I just seen the, and I was like, a lot of people was bashing him, feeling like that was like a, it wasn't really moving up. But I, I how I kind of looked at it is. Like, people was never going to give him, like you were saying, even if – I feel like he was – he had something to do with calling plays. It's not just Andy Reid. It's like they yeah. bounce plays off each other. So he calls yeah. plays sometimes, and Andy Reid sees something you just want to call a play. They do it <laughs> like that, and maybe Patrick Mahomes probably gets in on it all. I feel like that's – especially with the Chiefs, it's something like it's everybody – everybody um mixes something on. in, and now the Ben 10 makes that offense click the way they clicks. And so when uh, people was, was trying to dog him for that, I was like, He's not going to get a, a head coaching opportunity until he can um, show what he can do by himself. And Sally, right. Sally, Sally has to be that going to a offensive coordinator, taking another offensive coordinator position. And I feel like if he does <clears throat> even make that offense more explosive in any kind of way, exactly. maybe, maybe I'll say if they get top 10, 12, 15, whatever, um, then he might be in a position to become a, a head coach, if not for the commander, some other team, because they he will actually have the be without Andy Reid, even though it was crazy as he's been an assistant coordinator in this league for some time. 
I remember yeah. he was with the Vikings, with a AP and some other teams. So that's what yeah. I how I was kind of looking at it, how I was kind of looking at looking at it as. So again, I was like, he wasn't down it, but I was like, man, he can't. What else can he do? He has so much success, and as and a teams are still wish, um, offering. Yeah, I still kind of wish. Like, I don't know. See, with head coaching interviews, I wish I kind of like what all goes into a head coaching interview because. Some offensive coordinators they just don't test. I mean, they just don't interview well for um head coaching jobs. So I, I that's something else I've always wanted to know. Like what goes, what goes right. down for offensive coordinator? Like how do you, how do you interview? Just like the GM say, what kind of scheme are you trying to implement? You have some staff in mind because sometimes you with new head coaches you get a chance to make your own staff. Sometimes you don't. So what kind of always, culture are you trying to establish and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, they all plays. Yeah, you're right. There's plenty of questions that go on in that room about uh, for organizations interviewing for a head coach, like you know. So yeah, yeah and also I feel like, um, well, I ain't gonna say it's probably a PR move, but even though the Commanders are being sold, I, I think I think it's just an all around good move for the team, despite what the naysayers are saying. Trying to hate, I feel like that's a. It's probably the only thing he could do if he even wants even more of a chance to be um have aspirations. Cause also like bro, like he had thing, but I was like, people it was like the um the both coordinators for the Eagles got um head coaching jobs. One yeah. for the which is I'm glad I'm so glad the Colts hired one of the, that dude because I feel like he's just gonna be terrible. Well, I don't know yeah, if he's gonna be bro. terrible. I just feel like he's I don't know if he was just I don't know, but he, I feel like he, I'm, he I'm, gotta I'm have glad the we didn't personnel. hire him. The defensive coordinator got to have the personnel for what he want to establish. Yeah, and, and I don't think they have that kind of personnel over there. Yeah, and Indy, but it, um, it was just like those got those two guys got coaching um shots and Airbnb still and getting the job. I'm like, yeah, bro. So I'm I'm yeah. I was just like, I'm glad we didn't get either of those guys because I wasn't in, intrigued by any of them. And yeah, um, <clears throat> so but yeah, and also like because I'm starting to see like the stories of. Who the who who Ryan's is bringing? In, he's bringing in people from all over, um, some millions of people with him from San Fran and and stuff like that. So yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully this at least just maybe two maybe two years maybe becomes the Commanders coach if Ryan Rivera decides to step down, or maybe he just just provides him something to get a head coaching job soon because he is real deserving of a head coaching all right. job. Um, all right. So let me ask you this. The NFL okay. season is officially over. Saddening. Saddening, man. You know, NFL, you know, football in general is my favorite sport. And yes. the highest level is what I like to watch because everybody know. If you know me, I can watch college football, but I just can't wake up on a Saturday and just watch it because yeah. I always I see at least once or two, uh, one or two times a game. A busting coverage, somebody making a bonehead mistake, taking a bad angle. It just, it's just mental stuff because I look at football more than just watching it on screen. Like, yeah, I look at football from like a yeah, X and O's and chess standpoint. So, like, I understand uh, play calling and certain down and distance, yeah. momentum, and et cetera, like that. So, when I watch college football, yeah, it's exciting because you get a lot of points scored and, you know, you see a lot of athleticism, et cetera, like that. But I like the, the thought process of football more than anything because I, I don't know it just I just like to uh this uh strategy behind the game so I'm gonna miss football man 
especially being a Cowboys fan, you know, this is where the Cowboys win their Super Bowl because they always talking about they going back to the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is my time of the year to evaluate. <laughs> and we'll be and... back next year. Yeah. <laughs> next year is our year. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, uh, gonna miss football. Hopefully, it comes back around the corner pretty fast. Ready for the draft. Ready for the combine. So, yeah. What about you, man? And you know me, I'm just keeping up with all the offseason hires for the staff we're building up and seeing what we're doing because it's. Um, it's a great segue because some some office some trades is happening for this offseason. It feels like might happen. Um, Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, and some other free agents. That, um, T Higgins also. I think he's looking to get a contract extension. So again, with with the offseason comes to me being playing GM and following all these NFL reporters, what they're saying, trying to get a beat on what my team's doing. You right. know, got to throw on your GM hat. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah. And um, really, it's just like that. And also, I'm like, I'm really just looking forward to pro days, college pro days, right. and um, and so I'm really trying to stay away from all the mock drafts. I'm not gonna say we're not. Just oh yeah, stay. I'm looking to stay away from all the mock drafts draft, because at the end of the day, Bryce Young. Yeah, bro, chill Dick. out, bro. Chill Dick. out. Dick. Chill <laughs> out. Right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we're just gonna look and see what happens draft day. Hopefully. Oh, also, like, have you heard about how the Bears are? Uh, yeah, Bears looking to trade Justin Fields. It's like I'm seeing traders swapping Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson, and all this. Yeah. Man, it's a whole lot of crazy scenarios. The reason why they talking about those scenarios with the Bears is because, bro, they have like the most leverage for everything in the, in the off season, and I can go by the list. They got yeah. one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league from last year, right? Yeah. Balling out literally with nothing. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have the number one pick in the draft, right? And then on top of that, you have the most cap space in the league. You can you can literally do anything like with Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. I, I don't want to build a lot of proportion, but it's 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 almost the if they use him as a trade, it's almost the equivalent of the Cowboys Herschel Walker trade back then, back in the days, like to accumulate players, picks, and et cetera. Because we all know that, yeah, you can keep Justin Fields, but until you address that offensive line and skills players around him, bro, the Bears aren't going to yeah. be anything. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. so all he needs is a solid number one and a good, just fix that old line up. Yeah. And, and and once you establish that on the outside, it's only going to make your defense better because your offense stays out on the field longer. It was too many times last year I seen Justin Fields score points, enough points to win, and they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they'll score early, and their their offense just wouldn't maintain efficiency throughout the whole game because the offense is pedestrian because the personnel is not like – you're not a wide receiver is Chase Claypool. You're not doing nothing, bro. Like, yeah, I'm, he's I'm a, sorry. He's, <laughs> he's <a> good, too. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you're not doing nothing with that. So, until they address everything else yeah, they just need, on yeah. that team, they're not going to do anything. And they have the most leverage to do so. If I'm the GM, I'm trading them to the Texans. I'm trading to the Ravens. I am. There's so, plenty uh, of teams that'll take Justin Fields, bro. Facts, because Justin, and also the thing what I look at is why the Bears, why would the Bears do that? Because they 
they still have Justin Fields on a rookie contract. I think this is his exactly. second or third year. On yeah, it's going to be third year this year. It's going to be third, third year. year so. third year. Yeah, and it's still got two, three years for all that. And uh, and then also, Justin, Justin Fields has already had his, his, his maturation for between one year one, year two, year three. It's all, that's how I also look at it when trying to trade quarterback right. for another potentially rookie quarterback. Again, exactly. I, I, I hope that I hope they take they trade um Justin Fields, get him to a team he deserves, and take Bryce Young. Because then they really, <laughs> if they take Bryce Young, they really gonna have to address that O line because oh if God. Justin Fields is you get giving Justin Fields that O line, hey, you can't give hey Justin Fields and Bryce Young way bigger than Justin Fields is bigger and stronger. But hey, more powers to the Bears. Hey, I hope they do do that. <laughs> no, crazy. Bro, why are you hating on Bryce, bro? I want him to be great just on any team, just not my team. That's you going to see that number nine. You're going to see that number nine with the Texans drop back and they go with offensive rookie of the year. You're going to be happy. You're nah. going to be really happy. I can't nah, believe we drafted Bryce Young. You see what you see this number I'm throwing up? Oh, Lord. CJ Stroud yeah. is going to the Colts, and you're going to be hey, sick. Nah, bro. Will, Colts is going to get Will Levis because they think he's the new <laughs> next Andrew Luck. But that's the worst pick in the draft, bro. Yeah. Worst pick in the draft. I wouldn't even draft Will Levis in the first round. I would. That's a waste Max, of a pick. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. If anything, second. I, I'll take Anthony Richardson over um, Will Levis and. Anthony Richardson is actually a hell of a prospect, man. He just got to yeah. work on his accuracy. Because like, his ceiling's higher than everybody's like, in the draft. I, you see the zips he be getting on some of the balls he no, – uh-huh. some of the throws he throws. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you, I, can t- I can just see it. It's just something – you're just like, God damn. I wish Georgia, Florida could have had a better team around him because that would have made some my, noise. My bud Chico for me get canceled and fried like Cam Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> man, facts. Hey, no pause, no homo. <laughs> I like, bro, come on, you can't. That's a young man, man. Come on, can't give him a fine for that. But speaking of, let's do a quick 180 because while I was gone in the way, the um, tra- NBA um, trade deadline was going crazy. Man, the Nets, the Nets finally decided to go to real rebuild after Kyrie decided to request a trade interview because I'm right. speculated because he wanted a contract extension. So Kyrie Irving goes from Brooklyn Nets. To the Dallas Mavericks, and then I think it was like two days later, one or two days later, Kevin Durant. Yep. You get waking breaking news: Kevin Durant to the Suns. What the fuck, bro? I woke up <laughs> in the middle of the night. I was, I was checking my phone, seeing that, and I went to ESPN. I was like, "Ain't no fucking way." Yeah, I was like, "It's crazy." Because I got a friend of mine who's a huge. CP3 fan, so he supports yeah. the Suns like like anything. Oh right? yeah, CP3 finna get some chip. So like, so he had he gets his like notifications as far oh, as involving awesome. the sport world. He gets a like ASAP, like fast. I don't know. He always be telling me before my app even tells me like yeah. any kind of like inter- information, right? So he was like, uh, "Suns about to finalize a deal for Kevin Durant." Like, where are you seeing this information at? Like, I go to Twitter, this, this, and that. And then five minutes later, my phone buzzing, going crazy. Talking about Kevin Durant got traded. And, you know, and, 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 and the thing about it is, hey, Brooklyn, hey, Brooklyn got some stuff back for them guys, bro. For Definitely. real. They got Definitely. some players Brooklyn back. Brooklyn is in great hands. Brooklyn Man. is in very good hands. Um, Man, they got so many uh, 
like uh, draft comp. They got so much draft compensation, so many players. Like they really just need to go get one superstar with all that stuff that they have. Yeah, they got a lot of the draft. Pretty good team. A lot of the things they lost in the James Harden trade, they got back with the trades they got for them people. And it's just, man, I'm that was bittersweet because I was like, man, I really wanted to see what the Nets could do if they stayed healthy. They had James Harden, Kyrie, and KD. And the the legacy for that, they they only won one playoff series. They only played together for 16 games. Like, damn. And now just shook up the whole league again. I was like, (laughs) man, now it's just really to me because I feel like the Nets Nets are – I feel like the Nets definitely won that because it just allows them to fully get away from all that. And they got got Cam Thomas, Michael Bridges. And is it Cam Jordan or Johnson? Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, yeah, and they and they still got um, Joe Harris. I, uh, I don't forgot the um, other dude, the young rookie they got, and yeah, they but Nets got some pieces, so they'll be straight. <clears throat> right, and yeah, they still got Ben Simmons, which <laughs> everybody just said they got tired of Ben Simmons ass, but that's not funny at all. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, that was I was just like, damn. So it really was a good trade for both teams. The only team I feel like lost that trade was the Dallas Mavericks because they gave up some wing to. Wing defenders in those trades for Kyrie, and yeah, also like, yeah. and um, and like, come if the if the Mavericks don't make it to the finals, I feel like it's definitely a bust. Even though I feel like even the West, uh, Mavs at least have to get to the Western Conference Finals for that trade to even like, simulate some kind of good success. Because again, well, with that trade, you get more offense, but also you like loot, like you said with yeah. the Nets, they lose in defense. Uh, well, the Suns have lost; they lost in defense when they made they traded for Kevin Durant. But um yeah, so yeah, I was man. like, so uh, me. what uh, what trade you think was the best trade of the of uh, a- the NBA before the NBA trade deadline? And I'll tell you what I think the best trade was. Honestly, don't, uh, honestly, don't even know. But but I feel like um, it's not definitely it, it's the Suns had the best trade because they got one of the best scores in the game. But they lost Coop. important wing defenders and stuff. Um, but also you could ah. Uh, Honestly, I don't know because I don't. I really don't even watch the NBA like that. Right. But um, are you gonna say the Warriors because Gary Payton? Yeah, I'm glad you know, man. The best <laughs> trade before the deadline was the four team trade between yeah. the Warriors, the Blazers, the Hawks, and Detroit Pistons. So, the Warriors take James Wiseman and they trade him to the Pistons for Sadiq yeah. Bay. Then they take Sadiq Bay, trade him to Atlanta for, I think it was five seconds. Ooh. And they take those five seconds and go get one of the best on-ball defenders in the game today, especially utilizing that defensive scheme. Man, I'm telling you, look, the Warriors average the second most points per game. And the reason why they're a 500 team is because they can't get a consistent amount of stops. On the back, on the defensive side, but on top of that, they've had guys in and out of lineup all year long. I'm still surprised they're still afloat because they play against whenever their best players go down. It just happened to be against uh, right before they play really good teams, and they still end up beating those really good teams somehow, some way. And then <laughs> they'll they'll win three games, and then they'll lose three games. They can never just get on a consistent. Uh, win streak because guys are in and out of the lineup all the time. So I think if the guys can get healthy and GP's on that team, the West is in trouble. 
Man, um, it was also crazy you bring that up because it was the, the only reason that was um just speculation about that trade was because of um what's his name Gary Payton the second yeah. right yeah, yeah Gary, Gary Payton, Payton second yeah. his injury and so that because he couldn't pass the physical yeah so there was a lot of um because it was like the Warriors have to decide if they want to still move on or move on from Wiseman so what do you know more has he played yet or is he still like still injured Gary Payton no, so so. They're gonna put him on the time. This is what the Warriors organization like to do, right? When, whenever a a, a a key starter gets hurt, and somebody, a role player that's on the bench is hurt, no matter what the time frame is, they always try to incorporate uh the time uh, the time frames for both injuries. They try to always try to join them together. So. Whenever Steph come back, that's when GP is probably going to come back as well. That's what I oh, keep yeah, Steph hearing. Still hurt. Um, yeah, Steph uh, won't come back for probably another <laughs> another three weeks, I think. Yeah, and that's just weeks. being that's yeah, that, that's just being precautionary. Like if if we are like say if we run off some wins, they're going to hold them out as long as possible. Yeah, but if we time. are still battling to try to get the seventh. Six seed, six, seven, eighth seed. If we're still back, they're gonna push Steph back in by April or a little bit before April. I think he's gonna be back for his birthday, which is March 14th. But that's just me. Um, I don't know how yeah, we're yeah. gonna how we're gonna stay afloat these last this last stretch to make the playoffs without him. Uh, I can see us making a play in without him. Yeah, but. It's, it's, as far as securing a uh, 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 not a roster spot, uh, a playoff spot, which is the six seed now, because seven through ten play playing um, play game. So yeah, uh, we'll see, man. But I, I think that's the most important trade. Yeah, across all the basketball because it's the Warriors, and everybody yeah, knows that when the Warriors get in the playoffs. Since they've been in the finals, they have never lost a series until they got into the finals. So we'll see, man. Yeah. Well, also, um, with that, with that being said, I was wanted to get what your take on. Um, why do we you know that Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns? We also know that um, the Lakers made some moves. Also, to they got yeah. some good, they got D'Lo. They traded for D'Lo and some. Uh, I think Rui Hachimura a few a few days or so before that they traded yep. away Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook and. Russell Westbrook is going to be signing with the um, Clippers. Clippers, yep. Yep. So I feel like I feel like KD and Russ is. Uh, I feel like they coming for they coming for some get back for especially how a lot of people blame Russ for a lot of the things that was happening with the Lakers. With though Russ isn't completely uh, blameless in terms of his style of play, but yeah. yeah so he's definitely he's definitely um like he's signing with the Clippers. He definitely wanted to see the Lakers again. That's a doubt. Yeah, and um, and also I know we're gonna talk about more when it comes down to it in terms of playoff picture. How when the Suns get KD and how they look because they has did give up a lot. And I remember asking you when the trade first started what you thought about that because KD back in the West, and I kind of was like, yeah, man, he's probably like he finna get it. He feel like, I feel like he did that one to get on a good team for one because um. I think it, they was talking about this for years. Well, I ain't gonna say years now, but I know there was um, I think there was discussions of it last year because Cam Johnson and and Mikael Bridges they were like at the centerpieces of that. So that was like that's how they knew 
I remember seeing the interview they did when they first got to uh, Brooklyn. I was like, yeah, yeah we knew um, for Katie it was going to be us too. So, like, because they thought it was going to get traded last year. And they found right. out it was traded and it was like the same trade. So, and also um, with the Suns, it really gives the, they, they do are lacking on the probably because they don't have Jay Crowder anymore. So, the perimeter defense will definitely probably take a hit. But um, they're, I think they're also, yeah, also doing it just not for this year. But for the few, because KD's under contract with that extension for the next two, three years. So um, even if they don't win the finals this year or make it to the finals, they'll they can do do things in the offseason to help them be prepared, have a better roster next year. Maybe mm-hmm. some veteran move pickups, and also can't forget about the Kevin Love trade going. Well, not trade, but signing with um, Heat after getting bought off from the Cavs. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just um. Playoffs will be interesting. Will I will I watch more um, NBA after All Star Game? No, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will, but I just don't watch NBA games like that no more. It's it's not it's not a um, not as it's just don't hit the same. But um, let's talk about All Star. Is it the weekend. Rockets' fault? Is it the who's fault? Is it the Rockets' fault? No, I, it was. It's just like the whole style of NBA. Like I'll. It would give so, me like you can have like the NBA on TNT, NBA on ESPN. I'll watch it, but I've been like really just not watching it until it gets like the second half or it's a close game in the third, late third quarter, early fourth quarter. But yeah, the Rockets really ah, oh, don't even get me started on the Rockets. Oh, hey, good things yeah. are coming though. Say what? Good times are coming though. Yeah, I know you got that. All you gotta do is land Victor. Uh, hey, bro. Do. No, we we just need better coaching, man. From what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. I, what I'm hearing is like they just. And I play in team ball. They don't have no motion. Just not good at running. Just bad coaching. I don't know. I thought see this was a good hire. He had some time to assist as a Mavericks coach. Mm-hmm. But shit, I think it's time for a coaching change. And we got we got crazy talent. It's we should definitely be winning. I think the last I checked, it's still under fifteen wins. So like, bro, what are y'all doing? <sighs> y'all should have got Mike Brown instead of letting the Kings get him. That's what y'all should have got. Yeah, that facts. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Hella coaching tree been hella time. He was but he was like the Cavs coach when they had LeBron, I think, and then he was with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So he has facts, hella experience. But yeah. Yeah, because the Kings, I think the Kings will definitely be in a position to make the playoffs this year, and they got a squad with them themselves. Man, the Kings are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> it's not even up for debate. Yeah, like yeah. Mike, but what Mike Brown did with that team, man, he gave them confidence because they always had some solid pieces. Always. Yeah, always. Now you think about it, they got De'Aaron Fox. They have uh, uh, Sabonis. They have uh, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, they have uh, somebody else I'm missing. That's really pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty solid. Uh, uh, good, good solid. Red Muddy. Tyrese Halliburton? Kevin Herter. Herter? Is that his name? Oh, yeah. Herter, the Hawk um, shooter, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. on that team now. Like, they got pieces, bro. But um, the, speaking of All-Star Weekend, did you um watch all the stuff that happened All-Star Weekend? I've seen the cha- the, the challenges. Yeah, did you, like, I'm talking about, like, the All-Star. Did you watch the All-Star game? Oh, no. I can't yeah. watch the All-Star game, man. Fact, it's I, a layup line, bro. Yeah, it's, it's like they just—it's <laughs> like a—they uh, just getting cute with it, just letting everybody go crazy on offense. Like they're not even playing a game anymore. Yeah. So I stopped watching the All Star game. Like I really stopped caring for the All Star game after a while now. And um, 
It was like, yeah, because I'm like, I watched it a little bit. I'm not really paying attention, like I said. Oh, and I didn't even watch the dunk contest because the dunk contest has been. It had some good years with like Eric Gordon, but overall, it's just. This was the best dunk contest since then. Though. Yeah, I know. And as crazy was I didn't even I didn't I was like yeah I don't even care to even watch the dunk contest no. I didn't even care to watch it I was like I don't even care for any of this really but I did hear uh, Mac McClung Mac McClung I hope I said his name right won the black mm-hmm. won, won the um about <laughs> <laughs> to say the black dunk award <laughs> man for real <laughs> and man the white man won a well I said well, white man won the dunk contest on Black History Month man hey man the scriptwriters are going crazy. <laughs> Uh, for real, they can't, you can't make, you can't, you can't come up it's with this sick. stuff, man. <laughs> but no, nah, I'll be, uh, I'll be seeing him dunk before. So like, he can, he got some bunnies, but also like, bro, um, uh, it was a segment I seen recently on, I think it was first take. How, um, like people started to blame LeBron for how the dunk contest people not caring. I was like, he kind of had a point because that's another one of my biggest knocks on LeBron is like. Bro, some of the all-time greatest, Kobe, Jordan, Wilkins. Yeah. Uh, oh, came, came, uh, probably a whole lot more. Clyde Drexler. Like, they all compete in the dunk contest. And for some reason, somehow, LeBron will do all these crazy dunks in the game, but I guess don't want to do it in an all-star game. Like, bro, what? Yeah. what? Yeah. So, yeah, and it was, I was like, that also, because I was like, yeah, that's, that's all right. I was like, I, I kind of been saying it to myself, but I never really said it out loud, but I was like, yeah. I can't even disagree with Stephen A. on this take because, yep. No facts. But, um, yeah. Oh, let's, um, let's talk a little Alvin Kamara. So, yo, um, you ever heard, you heard more about what happened with him? No, I just heard about the, the indictment and stuff. Um, uh, it's crazy. So, that stuff happened last year in February. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you know, the whole NFL season goes by. I'm just wondering what he was thinking. Like, is he thinking like young thug or something? Like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna come get me, or you know, like, is he thinking about that? Like, it's been a whole year since that incident happened, yeah. and then next thing you know, he finishes out the whole season. See, me personally, I thought they was gonna suspend him mid season or possibly before the season started, and they didn't. So I'm thinking, like, okay, Kamara might get away with this, but you know, they was patiently uh, waited patiently with it, and yeah, you know, end up doing what they had to do. So I think I mean, we won't see Alvin Kamara in a, a Saints jersey anymore. Yeah, but that being trying, said, trying to find seeing him in any jersey probably uh, be. Like that new, I don't know. Do you think he's facing jail time, or will get jail time possibly? Oh yeah, I think he's facing jail time. If they waited that long, where I think he is. Yeah, damn. <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of low key kind of forgot about it because it was like did like you said it happened a whole year well, yeah, ago, a whole year ago. And he's like he didn't even go to the original arraignment or something. I think I remember yeah. seeing his Instagram picture. He was like out in Paris and I was like, so yeah, I was like, yeah, definitely not a good look. Definitely probably come back to bite him. Um, and it's yeah, damn, he was he was good with his hands, but I doubt he's getting a contract extension like um Miles Bridges. They just got him and Miles Bridges getting into some legal trouble and mm-hmm. then they kiss that future, kiss that future goodbye because it's no longer guaranteed. Which is like, damn, I was like, ooh, we so I, I mean, I don't, I, I, don't, I definitely don't think he'd probably 
last that was probably the last time you see him in a Saints uniform. Probably the last yeah. time you see him in any uniform. Um, but you do, you do know case, it was. But, you yeah. do know it was like other people involved in that, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, it was like him. He I, I think it's like a Bengals quarterback or something oh, like Bengals. that. A Bengals corner. corner. He, yeah, it's a Bengals corner. Uh, I forget his name, but uh, he's not. He's not. It's not like it's Eli Apple or Cheeto or somebody like that. Yeah, probably somebody lower on their roster. Yeah, uh, it's him. It's it's a, it's a. I just remember reading it's a Bengals corner and two other guys. Uh, got indicted by Clark County and stuff about um, the beating of Vegas. So, um. So this is this is actually what they're charged for, though. Uh, they were charged with criminal charges, a, fel- uh, a felony for battery and substantial, uh, substantial bodily harm, and uh, uh, misdemeanor for conspiracy to commit battery. Damn. Yeah. So that's what they got him for. So I, I, that's obviously he's facing jail time then with that because it's criminal charges. So. Yeah. No telling how long, but yeah, you probably won't even see him in an NFL jersey again. With that being said, no, I didn't know it was two charges. I thought it was just one. Yeah, so that's crazy, man. Folks, it, uh, I don't want to speak too much on. I don't know what led to the whole incident, but um, we'll just see if time will tell all. Um, so yeah. um, let's talk about um, getting to some of those potential people to be traded or signed as free agents. What what okay. will the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers? Um, Lamar Jackson, what's going to happen with him? Will he get a contract he wants from the Ravens? Or will he get franchise tagged again, which I would hate to see? Right. Or or what happens? Because um, it's um, also like oh, what happens with Derek Carr? That he's he's no longer a Raider. The Raiders released him. So, like, what happens with – who goes to what teams? I know for the, the Jets, I'm hearing a lot of um, right. Derek Carr. They were – all the – Really, the Jets fans are just excited for any quarterback because any quarterback is up an upgrade to the quarterback they have now. Right. Shots fired at Mr. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so since we're on Derek Carr, right? What do you think yeah. is the best fit for him? I was just asking you that. I really feel like the best fit would probably be the Commanders. Ooh. Yeah, because the Commanders have a. Um, that the commanders they're not playing Carson Wentz anymore, and um, I feel like that's the well him that and the Jets, but I feel like with the I feel like with the fact that the commanders got Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coordinator, they kind of entice people to try to go there more because yeah. the Jets do have better weapons. But I would you rather have better? Well, it's really a debate, but I kind of that's just for me. I could how I see it, especially on seeing it was Heineke that was um. That was a the quarterback they had who was starting in, in the, for the for the they commanders. Had, they had so they had they started the season off with Carson Wentz. Yeah, and they put in Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke played a really good game uh, in the stretch that uh, that he did have, and they went back to Carson Wentz, and then from there they trailed Taylor off and yeah. went to uh, Sam Howell, and then Sam Howell. Yeah, Bobby, played, I forgot about Sam Howell. And Sam so maybe- Howell played a pretty good game versus us. So. Yeah, so maybe it. Yeah, the, it'll be it really be the the Jets or the um Commanders for me. I forgot about Sam Howell because I'm all for giving like the people they drafted giving them a chance. And I I seen I like Sam Howell's game when I seen him in the times I seen him at UNC. So maybe yeah. the um, the Jets because um, like that they do have um 
They do have the weapons, and I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, but shit, you you, you just play any kind of better quarterback. The Jets are, are automatically uh, yep. substantially better just just by upgrading yeah, their quarterback. Just teams, having... Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I think for me, the best fit for him, and it's funny, we just got it off talking about the Saints. Uh, I think the best fit for him is New Orleans Saints. Now, they oh, yeah, are I forgot about Yeah. I know they he already like, talked to the Saints. Yeah, they, I know that. they. I know they having like trouble as far as cap problems. I think they're like sixty million dollars over cap space, and they're probably looking to trade their top assets, like yeah. Marshawn Lattimore or Michael yeah, Thomas, etc. Saints and, rebuild mode. Yeah, they're probably in big rebuild, but it, like if they can figure out a way to get Derek there, I think they're a pretty good team in a watered down NFC. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. They got they the said, um, Yeah, they uh, said Michael Thomas is probably going to be released, but they still got yeah. Olave and some younger guys. Yeah. But yeah. And they still got Jarvis, and they still have, uh, you know, Taysom Hill and uh, yeah. Sharif. Oh, well, not Sharif. Uh, uh, Rashid Shahid. Yeah. Uh, he was a pretty good player for them this year. Um, I don't know what the running back room is going to look like now. I'm pretty sure that no one is safe. I'm pretty sure they'll find a really good one. Uh, or multiple, you know, the team's starting to rotate to uh, yeah, running back committee, uh, running back rooms instead of just one running back. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. I, I like the fit for the Saints, but then, like you said, the Jets. I think the Jets is probably the best one overall. But for me, I, I just like the Saints. I think it'll look good for them as an organization to have some solid quarterback play because that's what they've been missing since Drew, as we talked. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of um the Jets, what do you think of do you do you um because I know the Jets hired the offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, so there was like uh reporter Twitter analysts today were going crazy. It was like, oh, this is all point signs as go as the Jets trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I'm I'm all for the Jets. I'm all for Aaron Rodgers being traded because I really would like to see what they have with um with Love. Oh, yeah. I forgot his first name. Uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love, Jordan. yeah. Because the small sample size I did see, I was like, yeah, I kind of like that. I wanna, they drafted him. I want to give him a chance to see what um you got with him. He could give you a, a additional, in terms of running ability, like additional right. thing you can do. So, And I also feel Man. like that's um, Matt LaFleur. That's, that Matt LaFleur has been waiting to unleash him, similar to Mike Shanahan with Trey Lance. Like, they, I yeah. feel like Matt LaFleur, that's, his, like, that's the quarterback he wants in. Right. I'm yeah, and I just yeah, and it's obvious. Um, the Packers aren't winning a Super Bowl no time soon, even though they have such a good quarterback as Aaron Rodgers. So I, I so I didn't see it. So I feel like if he doesn't retire, which I don't think he will retire, because I feel yeah. like he wants definitely should be wanting some more rings so he could cement his legacy uh, sure. up there as being one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. <clears throat> so for me, I I would kind of like to see um Aaron Rodgers somehow, some way in the Jets. Well, actually, I yeah, I, I I wouldn't mind that. Just seeing him anywhere but the Packers, so I can see what the Packers you, you got. Wanna, love. You want to know where? Wait, before before I give you my take of where I want Aaron Rodgers to end up, me, dude. Uh, listening to you talk about Jordan Love, I just thought about that draft class. If Jordan Love pans out to be anything comparable to the rest of the quarterbacks in that draft class, that draft class is going to be one of the best quarterback draft classes. If you think about it, you got Joe Burrow. In that draft class, you have uh, uh, who was that? Uh, 
Two was in their draft class. Um, who else? Herbert's in that draft class. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is in that draft class. Yeah, I, yeah, you man. think about it. If Jordan Love, man, man, that'll be one of the best draft classes uh, as far as quarterbacks in recent memory. So I just want to—I would like to see how Jordan Love performs as well. Now, moving on from that, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers in black and silver in Vegas. Raiders uniform. Yes, that's exactly what I would like to see him play. And the two reasons is is because I just really want to see how great Patrick Mahomes really is with some more supreme quarterback play coming to his division. You know, because yeah. I think the Broncos can make a comeback. Yeah, go ahead. Continue. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I was just about to get to that. I was about to say with the with the Broncos getting Sean Payton, I think Russell Wilson is going to be Russell Wilson again, possibly even better, you know, um, and then Herbert is going to be on the rise or he's going to be, you know, been better. doing what he's been doing yeah. uh, with Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator. And if you That's get Aaron Rodgers in black and silver in Vegas, like think about it, Vegas got probably one of the most prolific offenses when it comes to personnel. If you think about it, yeah, they got the best. In my opinion, they got the best receiver in the league out there, and then they got a top five tight end in Daryl Waller. And then when when uh, Hunter Riffo is healthy, he's one of the best slot receivers in the game, right? And then yeah. you got the league's leading rusher in your backfield. That is like. That is like uh, autumn. That should be automatic for Aaron Rodgers because you can get your number one wide receiver back that you had for years. And then you got other like really prolific pieces as far as like an offense. And and then it'll be a good thing for uh, um, what's the coach name? Uh, uh, McDaniel. Uh, yeah, it'll be good for him because you know you acquire a good quarterback. And if y'all yeah. play well, you finally get that monkey off your back that you're not a good head coach. So I, no. I just think it'll be, I just think it'll be a nice fit for Aaron yeah. to go over there. But and no. if he does, best believe I'm using him in Madden. <laughs> Sick, but um, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But my only rebuttal to that is, I don't think the Raiders can. Aff- I don't think the Raiders, unless they just in- include with some of the trades, some players that they have, because yeah. they are they have they are like one of the lowest team in cap space because. They can't even fire their coach from last I heard or read. And also hearing the reports of um, even though I know Adams is still gonna be there, but um I don't know how much I think the Raiders look to trade and move on from Josh Jacobs. Though they might, they might if they're smart, they you we I don't want this to happen, but they might just franchise tag Josh Jacobs and still have one of the best running backs in the game. Yeah. He might refuse to play or something like that because I feel like he's gotten to the unhappy levels, but also I think they trade Darren Waller. I don't know. Some I just feel like the Raiders would blow it up, but I I would like to see that too, cause um that that would be good to see um him in, uh, in the AFC West, and uh, that would be definitely be some great um quarterback matchups. If anything, the Raiders get something from that. So who knows? Who knows? That would be nice though. But um, what what do you think happens with Lamar Jackson? Um, honestly, uh, from the reports out here, I think Lamar's gonna stay. Um. In Baltimore, because I heard a, a little small story that John Harbaugh said um, that wait, aren't they looking for a? I don't want to get my story confused. Uh, just to confirm, they are looking for another office coordinator. Is that correct? 
I think they hired um maybe they still are, but I thought they hired because, because I, I I think I heard a story and I'm I'm almost certain it sounded like this that John Harbaugh had Lamar Jackson in on oh, whoever yeah, they next, were going to hire. Coordinator, yeah. Exactly. So that I, I kind of nips it in the bud that they want to move forward with Lamar as their quarterback. Because if they didn't, bro, they'll just go get a new uh, offensive coordinator and without have, without putting that information out there in the air. Yeah. That, you know, Lamar is like, going to be the focal yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like um they kind of did that to kind of like um, hush the noise of will they sign Lamar long term. I feel like they kind of just like gave him some time. But I feel like if the Ravens don't give the kind of deal Lamar once, which I don't think they will. And they franchise tag him again. I feel like you might get into a situation of a standoff where Lamar Jackson possibly um, doesn't decides not to play in some of those games. It'll hurt him in the in the short run, but long run, he's just trying to get that kind of deal. Um, so he just get a better deal, get a long term deal done so for his safety and future and all that and security. But um, that would be this. this man, the offseason is gonna have some crazy um. It's gonna be a little crazy, especially come off, especially come draft time, like week before, the weeks leading up to draft day and draft night. There's definitely gonna be some um, draft day trades, probably some big ones. I think that one of the ones that's going under the underneath the radar the most is the the DeAndre Hopkins trade. And um, speaking of the DeAndre Hopkins trade, got to, what's your thoughts on the new Cardinals um, head coaching hire? Who wait, who do they hire? They hired. Um, the, I think it was the uh, offensive coordinator from the, the Eagles. No, that's oh, Shane Steichen. Oh, I think Shane Steichen. No, Shane Steichen was the Colts. And oh. who did who did Jonathan uh, get? I thought, no, I thought. Oh, that's the offensive coordinator, huh? Ain't Shane Steichen the offensive coordinator? Shane Shane Steichen was the Eagles OC, and I believe he got hired by the uh, Colts. I'm gonna look it up real quick, but that's what I yeah, you're right. Shane Steichen hired uh uh by the Colts. Uh, who did so the, who did the Cardinals, Cardinals hire? Let me see. Cardinals, head coach. Jonathan really Gannon. Yeah, that's the defense coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they hired Jonathan Gannon, the defensive guy who got was absolutely shit on the second half. So props to them, but also like he said, he's looking to put. He said, I remember the quote. He said he's looking to build around Kyler Murray as he said the lead quarterback play of Kyler Murray. Which I kind of just kind of like laughed at that, but hey, he's he know he's just speaking to the um, talent, the, the overall talent of Kyler Murray, just not what right. he's done. So I was like, okay, I, I give him that. But like I said, I think the Cardinals um look to move on from Hopkins, especially with that um they could probably get a few um second round picks, maybe maybe um maybe throw in a look, maybe a late first rounder, and they look to try to find some weapons and just uh, improve overall. Me, I'm. Yeah, I really don't. I, would, I just wanted to tell him because I know Kyler Burris, your guy, see what you thought about him as a head coach. See what the Cardinals would look like. I mean, the thing with the Cardinals is I, I like the move, right? But getting a defensive mind of coach, I don't think that's going to – I don't think that's really going to do much for Kyler yeah. himself, you yeah. know, because – and then on top of that, it's like that team. I think they lost their like confidence. This is a team we were looking at last year. Well, not last year, the year before that we were looking at. That's won what ten straight games. Yeah, and we just thought that they were going to be 
the crazy come playoffs time. Or, or, yeah. Yeah, the team to beat come playoffs time. Then guys got hurt, including Tyler. And in the following season, they don't make any noise. It's regress. Regress bad. Yeah, so it's like I, I get that he didn't have D-Hop for the first six games and guys were in and out the lineup, but it was just – it looked horrible from the jump yeah. all the way throughout the whole season. So, like like I said, I'm a Kyler fan. I always will be. But uh, him getting that contract is probably going to just destroy the whole team yeah. because they have quality players. Look, they just lost J.J. because he retired. They got yeah, one of the best in the game. Yeah, AJ Green retired. They got one of the best safeties in the game. I think he's probably on his last leg there to uh, Buda Baker. Yeah. And then, uh, who else do they have? Justin they have Simmons. The- Justin Simmons, pretty good linebacker. Um, like I said, D Hop most likely is going to get traded. Like they're they're looking to blow up the whole team. Like and yeah, I, like I said, the hire is cool, but if you want Kyler Murray to be the face of the franchise, like how the world. Will would like to see it that way. <laughs> a defensive minded coach, how far can I really take you? Yeah, facts. Especially with this, yeah. And, and he's looking for the, and he's the one who had the personnel for the Eagles that couldn't deliver them a, a better defense for them to win. And the Cardinal secondary is nowhere near as good as the on paper as the Eagles. Exactly. Secondary. Exactly. So, that'll be interesting. Um. Also, one last um in terms of offensive coordinator jobs, I don't know if you heard about the um. Dolphins Vic Fangio um hire. He's he's going um defensive coordinator from the uh, who was hella good in all his years. It was what the last thing was with the Broncos as a as a coach. And so yeah, Vic Fangio comes and that all just um goes helps not Buffalo, I shouldn't say Buffalo, but Miami's story more because they was already pretty good on offense and it just makes them better on defense. They still got Xavier Howard and they got a great young pass rush. They got 15 and some other guy. They got so like they're the Dolphins front seven in their secondary. Their defense is I feel like even gonna be way better under Fangio. That was and that was pretty good this past season. So yeah, they got a couple. They got some guys on their team: Melvin Ingram, uh, yeah. Bradley Chubb, yeah. uh, Phillips, Phillips, yeah, from Miami. yeah, Phillips. Yeah, they got they got some guys, man. Uh, but they do got a. Um, I think they got to get rid of Byron Jones because Byron Jones is, yeah. I think he's asking for a lot of money or whatever. He's just been, the thing about him over there is he's just been injured a lot. So I don't think they think that he's worth the money yeah. that he's asking for. But, he's but when he's been yeah. playing, they, he he's played yeah. pretty well. So, yeah. but it's his availability that's killing him. Yeah. So, availability um, was one of the big things with contracts. No, nah, exactly. So, I, I, uh, like I said, they got pieces on the back end. Uh, what's that safety name? Um, geez, number eight. I can't even think of his name right now. But he, uh, man, but he's really good, by the way. Uh, I like their safety. Yeah, uh, yeah. They just got to get a little bit faster, a linebacker, and I think they'll be pretty good down the stretch in the years to see. And then the, the major thing with them is how healthy is Tua going to be moving forward with all the concussions he got. So, you know. Yeah. I, Hey, you remember that um TikTok I sent you the other day about um what what you like to see change from the um, NFL and stuff? So I was just gonna get your thoughts on like um Thursday night games and what's your views oh, on yeah, Thursday yeah. night games? Yeah. They should, I feel like because me personally, I feel like the NFL should get rid of Thursday night games because it's just 
one of the games is ass as fuck this year. Like on Amazon Prime, I'm like, bro, nobody's watching this. And if they are watching, bro, this, they put the wrong, they put the wrong matches on Thursday night. Yeah, I don't exactly. understand it. But the yeah. NFL rule is every team has to get a chance to showcase on Thursday night, regardless yeah. of how competitive they are, which is a stupid rule. If you're in prime time, you got to be, yeah, you got to be good or pushing good, like making a run to be good, or you just have a good team on paper. It just can't be bad on both. Fat. Yeah, record wise right. and. Just team wise, but um, yeah. So I, I would like to see. I, it's not gonna happen because owners just want to. All the owners see is more money, and all these sponsorship games is just money, money, money. So right. it's not gonna happen. But you would like to see it happen. And if again, if they, they do keep with the um, they do get the extra break, like a whole another week break. But still, it's just like the amount of competition. Well, preparation you have to do to get ready for playing on Sunday or Monday and go straight to a Thursday. It's just mm-hmm. not enough time for, especially with if you're all about protecting the players. Um, going forward, especially uh, as you've seen with the Demar Hamlin injury and all that, like you would, you would at I least. Would say, wait, my yeah, bad, my bad. Keep going. I would say, um, yeah, you would find a way to make it. Like, if you have a Thursday night game, you're gonna keep just um, make sure the team that's playing the uh, shit plays a Sunday game, not a Monday night game, but just like. Or just make yeah. another extra week in the season for um, yeah, for just a whole another week for to <clears throat> for the Thursday like extra week right. of recovery type shit for anybody that's playing Thursday night games. Right, <clears throat> but I'm is if that, you're gonna um, my only problem with that is, I, well, I don't really have a problem. I would say the only thing I would change is if you're not gonna have Thursday night games, whatever is scheduled Thursday night game, try to put them on a Saturday or something like that. I think it gives teams more comfortable time to travel, rest up, and et cetera. Yeah. Because it's not going to be easy for teams to, or the NFL in general, to do away with Thursday night games because all the TV contracts they have with like yeah. Amazon and, and NBC and, you know, yeah. et cetera, like that. So it's like, uh, I would just change it to Saturday night games. Now, I know that some NFL teams share stadiums with college teams. I know Jerry does that a lot with bowl games and et cetera. So yeah. it's like, It'll be hard to do, but I agree. Thursday night games should only be played if it's a holiday, like Thanksgiving, you know, or the first game of the year. Usually the first game of the year is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. the Super Bowl champion first game. Yep, yep. Yep. But um, what was there? Was was there any any more notable um, free agent offseason signings that's from this year? I don't know. We said Hopkins, Rodgers, Fields. I think hit them all. Yeah, oh, OBJ. Oh yeah, who do you think who do you think OBJ signs with? Because no one picked him up during the postseason run. If I'm Odell and I'm really healthy, I'm going to the Chiefs easily. True, because I don't think the Chiefs resigned Juju. And they got and they got to let go of uh, Miko. Yeah, that's that's another. Um, uh, this I've seen some. Shark, DJ Shark from the um, Lions, Nicole Hartman, like some young speed guys who are like mm-hmm. just entering their prime, like 25, 26. Uh, yeah. I kind of I like DJ Shark um, as a receiver, but uh, it's, I'm just waiting yeah. to see come free agency what all happens. Um, and we have to get, get crazy with these trade deadlines, right? But um, shit. Uh, there was one more, um, I think it was um, for the Wizards. Going back, going making a quick pivot back to the NBA. I think, um, well, they didn't trade um, Bradley, but but I feel like the 
this is just random, but thinking back on the NBA and the trades and stuff, the Wizards didn't do much, but they traded, um, if anything, Hachimura, but uh, because before Russ Westbrook said he was going to sign with the Clippers, I was thinking maybe go back to the Wizards because I think that was like one of the best teams he was with, with like when he was getting traded and stuff. But um, also, it's just going to be crazy to see. Seeing him with the Clippers and then just yeah. how the Nuggets going to be, how the well, Pelicans going to be, uh, was, if Zion comes, because Zion is hurt again, and I don't know if Brandon Ingram has been playing, but the, somehow, some way, the Pelicans are still a few games above 500 despite Zion being hurt. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure there's nothing we missed. I, um. So, um, when watching all, what do you think about, like, the, you said it was, the dunk contest was good, so, like, Besides Mac McClung, who was the other? Do um, you know the other competitors in there? Um, your boy from Houston was in there. Uh, oh yeah, um, Martin. Yeah, he um he had a pretty nice dunk. His head almost touched the rim, Ooh. and he did like a like a up and under flush from the right side of the goal to the I mean from the left side of the goal to the right side. Um, they had another dunker in there, uh, that. Really didn't do anything too flashy, but they were hyping him up. Um, I can't think of his name. I got to go to the um, um, the the uh, contestants. Let me see. Oh, man, yeah, all I know is it was a lot of. Uh, I didn't even realize the dude from the Rockets was in there. I just know yeah. it was. Like, they didn't have so, no stars because yeah, no, all the stars. Gordon, are, yeah, all Aaron stars Gordon said there. if he was um voted into the All Star game, he would do it, but that didn't happen. Man, and, yeah. Maybe I mean, the contest is it's really Mac ass. McClung, Mac, yeah, yeah Mac besides Mac, really just stole the show with all his um crazy dunks. Because the thing about it is, people don't realize in a dunk competition, the uh the importance behind first attempt dunks like if you make if you attempt to dunk yeah. in a dunk contest and you make it on your first try it's so much easier for the judges to uh degrade you and then the energy in the stadium or the arena yeah it'll be it'll be uh off the charts and you got guys going up there mishandling the ball yeah. not flushing and not finishing dunks or not dunking it cleanly yeah, um, it just takes just, away from the whole yeah. aspect of the contest because you yeah, okay, score. you see, you've seen what he tried to attempt, you know, already, so yeah. you already know. Okay, he's gonna run it back, try to see if he can hit it. It, it doesn't, it doesn't do a, a a really good job as far as from a suspense aspect because, for one, you already know what's coming, and you know the guys have plenty of time to to <laughs> to practice or perfect yeah, particular dunks. So I, I just feel like that the dunk competition uh, or the all-star in general might dip away and they probably have to figure out um, another, like, another route on that weekend. Yeah, like how the NFL yeah. did. Get yeah, away from the whole NFL, game yeah. and just came out with a whole bunch of uh, – uh, just came out with a whole tournament as far as with skills. And not even just skills guys in general, just uh, – Players in general, because they had kickers Hell out yeah. there, yeah, they kickers, had linemen. linemen out there. Yeah, this it was more of like a like it's a going crazy. That loops, yeah, guys just having fun. You know, I think that the NBA probably have to get into that mode because the interest of the All Star game is like 
just no competition. There's just people exactly. just open threes and layups and crazy dunks, which I get it. But it's also like, yeah, you just you want a little bit of competition somewhere, right? You're not making everything so easy. But um, well, before I forget, like we um, we talked a little bit about the um Kansas City Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl game, but we didn't really go into analysis on the the crazy holding call at the end of the game. Okay. Now, um, first seeing it. Based on the rules of the game, it was definitely a holding call. It was a ticky tack holding call. I thought so, yes. Well, it was the right call, yes. Should have been the call to decide the game. I say no, but it's also like we gotta gotta call the right game. But then again, it's also like the refs never know what it is. It's up to it's like crews, like crews have the the crews, the ref officiated crews have a little leeway in how they want to enforce the rules. Yeah. And um and there was some missed calls throughout the game for both sides, like the, some false starts on Lane Johnson. He got some jump snaps. Yeah. Also on, um, I think also for the Chiefs, got away with some late game holders, not only in the Super Bowl, but also in the game before when they played the Bengals. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> so I just wanted to get into um, – well, I know you say that was obviously a holding call, but do you think that was a call that they should have made at that point in the game, uh, considering what 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 – the circumstances would have been if that wasn't a call. I think it would have been a fourth and goal yeah, or something so like that. My my thing is, since I played, you know, I played the sport, Um, my thing is I get that the moment, from a fan aspect, the moment deserved Jalen Hurts one more shot yeah, to try to deliver, you know, Philly from evil. But in that moment, I seen two penalties or two fouls in that play. Like, and then uh, from watching it from the initial, from watching it live, right? They mm-hmm. threw the flag off the first tug. I didn't know that. I thought they threw the flag off the second tug because I seen them grab them twice. He grabbed him off the pivot, and then he grabbed him as he tried to turn up. Yeah. And I get it. It's a championship game, the biggest stage in the NFL. You want the players to have control of the outcome more than uh, any kind of foul call or any kind of judgment call from somebody that's not playing, you know? So uh, me personally, if it's a foul, if it's a penalty – you, you call gotta throw it, it. You gotta throw it, bro. I get it that the 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 level or the stage that that was set uh, from a fan aspect, but what if that was the Chiefs on defense? Yeah, and, vice versa, and and, and it's vice versa. Like you know, it, yeah. it, it can go either way, you know. And then and then what what's what the crazy part is with that call is. James Bradbury comes out and says it immediately, like after yeah, the game. I held him, but I thought the rest were gonna let it go because of the magnitude of the game and how late it was and how much of a nail biter it was. That you know, he thought he was initially gonna get away because he got away with a lot of uh tugging and grabbing um throughout have, the game. I um, have a few um Questions, um, because I know I know it's a call to holding, not pass interference. So, like, what? Because I remember exactly, but do you recall was was he inside of five? Like, was oh, he yeah, inside of five the, when on he's... the 
so so that particular route is the concept they scored with Sky Moore and uh Kadarius Tony. It's the initial concept. But the actual route was it was supposed to be uh uh uh, uh real route. A dart a dart, yeah, a dart in into a wheel route, like because they set them up for it all day long because they've yeah. been running the motions with their skills guys, and then all of a sudden they run it. They usually run that with uh, with with personnel with faster guys, and in that in particular play, they run they ran that with Juju, who really isn't that fast. So yeah, they, fast he basically all. did a triple. It was supposed to be a triple move on that play, you know, because they played man coverage, and there was no help on that left side. So they were really just trying to take a shot, but you know, uh, Bradbury held him and kept him because uh, I was getting a lot of feedback from people telling me that, uh, or backlash trying to tell me that, um, the ball was uncatchable. See, that only pertains to pass interference, and they threw the flag before Juju could turn up field. And if you go back and watch the tape. That's way inside five yards. Like Juju ran around <laughs> like two to three yards. You know, it's like because he comes parallel down the line of scrimmage on the motion and then tries to, you know, blaze in, blaze out and turn up field, but he grabbed him. So they call holding. It's not like they call PI. Now, if they call yeah. PI, I that's where I have the problem. Because they got the call correct on the on 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 the field. Now, if they would have caught P.I., I would have had a problem because the ball was uncatchable. Yeah, and uncatchable. he did grab him before five yards, you know, he, inside five yards and this, this, and that. But when you're running a route and you get held and you get grabbed outside of your frame, they're going to call holding. In, in, a, in football, you, you could call holding any play. You could call holding every play. It just, it just depends on leverage if you're outside of uh, a person's frame if it's uh very uh visible to see like think about it those linemen and d linemen they grab all day long every play they grab every play but the reason why it doesn't get called every play because uh the ball could be going to the other side of the field so that means the leverage of where they're grabbing them it looks different to the ref yeah. because there's only so many eyes out there yeah but Hopping back to the the actual call itself, I've I also heard people say that New York should have called down and just said yeah. that it wasn't a penalty, et cetera. But too much to decide I mean, for a important game. Yeah, I'm it's too like and, and then, now now what happens if that New York does call down and overturns that and and they overturn it and then NFL Films pulls out. Remember that camera angle I showed yeah. you, the backside camera angle where you yeah. really see the tug. And NFL Films puts out that video that Bradbury grabs Juju in the back, and the Eagles happen to win that game. Then we're yeah, gonna have a whole other conversation the other yeah. way. So that's why I don't really like getting into the uh, game barreling down into uh, officiating or calls because if you think about it, Philly had the upper hand uh, as far as when it comes to talent, personnel. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Trench play, uh, back end, you name it. The only thing yeah. that the Eagle, I mean, the Chiefs had leverage on was coaching and the quarterback. Everything else the Eagles had from top to yeah. bottom. So I, yeah. I, I, the, I can't say that the Eagles lost because of a penalty. 
bro, you gave up 38 points in yeah. 24 minutes. Yeah, that's definitely. unacceptable. The second bro. half is what lost the Eagles that game. Like they couldn't, exactly. they, they couldn't stop shit. They couldn't, and then that um, special teams punter pretty much guaranteed that second t- that um that other touchdown where Kadarius Hunter pretty much got it inside the twenty on that punt return. He got inside like, yeah. five, and that I was think. like at a backbreaking point in the game. The Eagles had to punt. Yeah, and um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, definitely that definitely wasn't the play that cost them the game, but it was definitely a highly scrutinized play, especially a bad way to end the Super Bowl. So yeah. I kind of agree with both sides, but also like. How surprised were you when you heard that James Bradbury came out and said that himself? Because um, I was like, I've never, even if a like DB cost him the game, I've never heard a DB just like be come out and admit it to admit to it. No, like, so, it wasn't just like some. Well, I even gonna say it wasn't just like an egregious hold. It was definitely a hold, but it wasn't right. like you said it wasn't pass interference. So because the ball was uncatchable, yeah, so it wasn't really interference. So, so I, was, I was I was just more surprised if anything. Of him set coming out and agreeing with it, and um, and also just like, damn, just the bad coverage, like the, the Eagles defense cost him that game in the second half. Like mm-hmm. he couldn't stop shit. And like yeah, like you said, they it was they had fourteen. They put up like how much in the second half? Like all Darn, they scored so, all so, possessions. I think Patrick Mahomes only yeah. had one incompletion on he a hobble leg. And it was a throwaway. Are, you are nailing it right now because he had. A quarterback rating from the scale from one to a hundred of a ninety nine point eight in the second half, yeah. dude. That is against the number one deep, well, the top know, two defenses leg. in the league on one leg. Man, I'm he like, had yeah, one incompletion. His, his props. Um, but since we're talking about this game, uh, we never really gave a shout out to the real superhero of the game. Other than Andy Reid and Mahomes, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, yes, bro. Yes, yeah, I like I like Pacheco. <laughs> that was a yes, steal in the seventh round. I don't know, like, bro, he is <clears throat> a physical, strong runner. Also, of, of like Isaiah Pacheco and Nick Bolton on uh, thirty-two, mm-hmm. the linebacker. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've been watching them when, whenever I see the Chiefs games, and I always see thirty-two like in the area making plays, like one of those two-era speed type linebackers. He just got. Yep. Speed from sideline to sideline, and man, I just I just like watching him play. It's just like certain people you just like watching play ball. It's like him, Michael Parsons, Devin yep. White, especially on defense. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was just like, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. They they had rushed for like a hundred and yeah fifty something yards as a team, and, and well, people like, uh, he be he be running hard, and I can you can tell. How much how of a down here runner Isaiah Pacheco is just like just his initial burst when he gets that I'm like yeah so yeah. so <laughs> quick 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 little story do you know the reason why he runs like that Isaiah Pacheco yeah uh, it's a reason like? it's a reason why he can't so I watched this interview and it's actually kind of like heart filling or kind of sad so mm. uh, I'm gonna try to. Simplify it as much as possible because uh, I don't want to say his story wrong or anything yeah. like that. So basically, <laughs> he lost his uh, his brother got stabbed, right? And then and then within a short amount of time, I want to say when I say a short amount of time, it's either months or weeks after he loses his brother, he lost his sister. Damn. So 
the way he portrays that in football is he said the reason why he runs so hard is because you never know when the last time you're going to be able to run a football or be able to do anything because, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. And he said he learned that yeah, from yeah. losing his siblings. Like, he said one day he was waking up talking to his siblings all the time, and then the next day they were gone. So he said that's the reason why I run the football as hard as I so can hard. every time I touch the ball because he never knows when, you know, the last time he's going to be able to run a football. So he said he's yeah. going to run like that until, you know, his wheels fall off. That's yeah, what he runs so hard. I hope he runs himself like that into a, a new contract. Oh, yeah, because of him being a seventh round pick, he's he's getting like the he's getting like the the bare minimum of how much he could be making, uh, especially yeah. as a running back. So I yeah. just want him to see that out for all running backs. I just want him to see that second um get that second contract because the running back market and the decline of running backs. So yeah, Shit. that boy hit all kinds of symptoms, bro, in the and, in the postseason. All kind yeah. of incentives for sure, because I'm pretty sure his contract is probably like a six digit contract, bro. Yes, yeah, a hundred, couple hundred, th- like six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand. Yeah, <laughs> sure. it could be, it could be less than that. Yeah, but this depends, um, and I think they um each got uh like each each person on the roster wanted they each got like a hundred fifty thousand or was it fifty thousand salary bonus or something for winning the Super Bowl or something like that? I read in a report somewhere. But, yeah. So oh, they I'm, say yeah. he's what? Oh, say what? Oh wow! So apparently, Pacheco signed a. He got a new uh a new contract yeah, uh, yeah. La- uh last week on the fourteenth he signed a contract for four years. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Three, uh, three million dollars. Uh, yeah, three million dollars or something like that. I mean, it's, um, it's an upgrade from what he had. Probably, it's because it probably was like a one-year deal. Yeah, because he was a seven-round pick. Like, yeah, those facts. guys don't stay. Those guys don't stay long. So, I'm glad that he got some kind of uh, compensation for being yeah. a really good back when they really facts. needed him to. Like, nobody expected a seven-rounder to do what he did. You know, facts. always like, always like stories like that. Hell like, yeah! Especially with backs, because the shelf life for backs is very short. So, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Are uh, you excited for on the NCAA tournament coming around? Oh uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm yeah, ready for I it. I keep know. every time I'm driving around Houston, bro. That's how you see U of A signs. Yeah, because yeah, you know, doing really team. good. Yeah, that's the only reason why I'm even mildly paying attention to the rankings and what happens. But um, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see how Houston does again. Hopefully, they get to the. If they do get to the championship game, they can pull, find a way to win it because almost won it last year due to last second heartbreak. Right. The past few years, actually. So that's yep. really the only reason because I, I really care less. Um, thought UNC would be better this year, but they, they're they kind of getting better. It was up, seeing down. And I really don't right. like you. And the only other reason is um, I was keeping up with college basketball because of Arkansas, of some of they got a. Uh, Aaron Ford, uh, what's his name? His brother, I know, so yeah. I was kind of wanting to see him do good, but he's like how it is with SEC and scholarships and stuff. He didn't get, he wasn't like the highly recruited kid, so he's not getting a lot of the minutes that right people he's better than. So hopefully, um, he's there for four years, and I want to see him get drafted in the NBA just so because I've been keeping up with him since what he's been doing since high school. Well, for the most part, just trying to keep up with him, like keep how his game is and stuff. So. Right. I really don't care about college um college basketball like that really. 
And then it's um MLB. We're in the off season, so the Astros are off season camp and all that good stuff. Uh, so anything else you want to address in terms of trades or news? Um, we could do a little um Cowboys talk, I believe. Hell yeah! What's what's on your mind with uh, the Cowboys? Um, kind of similar situations as far as with um. Like how the Eagles are, you know, people don't understand. Well, a lot of people don't see us being a, a formidable team next year, considering all the questions we have surrounding our organization, starting with the offensive coordinator, and then with Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy calling plays. Uh, what players are we going to retain? Because uh, yeah. me personally, I feel like I was talking with Logan earlier this week. Uh, Logan wants us to draft this tight end. Yeah, we do from Georgia. Yeah, yeah, he sent me that too. And, and I was like, I was like, I don't think we're gonna sign him because um, I think the team is really confident in Jake Ferguson. Uh, they I seen this video, uh, this interview with Travis Kelsey. They asked him, uh, "What up and coming tight ends are you excited about in the league?" And he pointed out Jake Ferguson off rip. And it's crazy because all the plays that Jake Ferguson made were very explosive. And we need plays like that. So I don't see us re-signing Dalton Schultz. I think he's an odd man out. Uh, He's a really good player. But, I mean, we need explosive guys. Uh, I've really gotten tired of the whole uh, Witten prototype. Tight end. Tight end. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's reliable. safety blanket. Yeah. 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 It's reliable, but, but not we need explosive. Like, we, we were on the back end of the league of as far as explosive plays. So, I, like, I mean, not, not explosive plays, of plays with yards after catch. Like, we were on the back end of, in that stat. And I don't like that because the best teams have playmakers. You can just feed them the ball and make a play. Like yeah. the only guys that made plays, the yards have to catch this year CD, on my team, Lamb and Tony Pollard. That's it. <laughs> and, and and I need more than that to be a for, a formidable offense in general because the, the these athletes, these kids, these guys that play in the league, they're gonna get even. They get even faster. Yeah, quicker. They get even stronger. So. You, you just being able to run the route tree isn't going to be enough in the NFL. You got to be able to make guys miss. You got to be able to put fear in their eyes like, oh, we got to tackle them. Like, what do you think teams think about when they play the 49 They think about <laughs> all the skills guys they got, they all can break yeah. tackles and all can make plays. You know, yeah. and over the course of a game. Running back, was, receiver, was, tight right. end. Right. And over the course of a game. You can scheme them open. It, yeah, it, it 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 wears a defense down because nice. like damn, we gotta tackle these guys all day all long. three levels. Yeah, yeah, all three levels. Teams, teams don't want to do that all all day long. So, Max, like I said, I think Dalton's the all man odd man out. Tony Pollard gets franchise tagged because he's gonna be back. His time frame for recovery is should be July, um, and then uh. I see us drafting a receiver probably second round. I think us I think we go um D B in the first round or offensive line in the first round. One of those. I don't see us going wide receiver in the first round unless it's somebody that's just 
really high on their draft board. But yeah, facts, and that's still available. Yeah, but I as far as, but I mean, I think we're gonna be fine. Um, apparently, the office coordinator we hired uh, is really good at limiting turnovers. <clears throat> I don't think I don't think turnovers has really been a problem for Dak. He's been one of the best uh, turnover differential quarterbacks in the league since he's been in the league. Yeah. I think he just had a really rough stretch last year, and I think he'll probably revert back to what we've been seeing, a guy that's a three-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. Like, like I think last year was just an outlier as far as turning. He had a lot of things that didn't go his way as far as, like, tips and et cetera, but like I said, it's a lot of questions revolving around the Cowboys. So I think this offseason is going to be one of the more uh, enlightened yeah. offseason, especially with the biggest name being talked about in my organization, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, uh, they're gonna, what they're going to do with him? Are they going to cut him, trade him? Yeah, so, they, so they're going to ask him for a big pay cut. And if he doesn't take it, they're going to cut him around. Yeah. And my thing about it is – Zeke doesn't have any leverage because he hasn't put much on tape. So if they cut him, nope. I don't see him making any other team. So yeah, if he, he wants was... to have a job, <laughs> he's going to have to take the massive pay cut, and he's probably going to be signing a veteran minimum yeah. that clears up space for us to bring in another weapon on offense or another solid piece on defense. Like I, I just, I'm really curious of where Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and yeah. uh, Will McClay is going to go with this offseason because this offseason can really make and break our roster because after this after this season, we're in trouble when it comes to cap because you got Micah, CD, Trayvon, Dak. You got oh, so oh, many questions. Players yeah. On, ooh, man. Yeah, you got so many questions. So this year is your year to dial it all in. If you And if you don't, you're going to have to blow this team up after this year. So. Uh, got a few more questions for you. I'm wrapping up. Um, gotta gotta run somewhere in a minute. But um, yeah, I don't know. Have you heard about Daniel Jones and what he's looking for in his new contract? Yeah, he's tripping. I don't. I don't. I just. He's tripping. Bro, I said he's, he's looking for 45 million. I, I was like, it gotta be his agent, bro. His age. I mean, I was like, he's hey, tripping. Daniel Jones. I know you had a a, a better year this year. Uh, Bird did the best of what he's got, and I know Byron Dable did a heck of a job, but he's got to like. I think that's definitely got to do like another, at least another. Yes, he, he has to have like an MVP type crazy year. Yeah. And he has to do that next year because I feel like right. he's going to get franchise tagged and they're going to sign Saquon long term and uh, try to get better weapons around him. And then maybe if he just has a, just has a, just takes more better steps and just gets some more weapons so he can put up better numbers, like just a, yeah. a true number one receiver. Um, and then have the rest of the receivers they have like as, Back up in twos and threes, like guys, but that's then. Then maybe he can possibly get. I say maybe like thirty to. I'll be like the cap. The highest I pay Daniel Jones, um, I say is about thirty to thirty to forty. That's forty is being real generous. Thirty is being really generous because like thirty million a year to play quarterback, and you're not like the top tier you know, quarterback. You got to go by the market though. You got to go yeah. by the market. Facts. I think QB I market. Think, yeah, I think it's low for him to get thirty. Yeah, me that, personally, I don't. I wouldn't pay him thirty at all. Me personally, because I don't think he's that good. But if you yeah. go by the market and yeah. what he did just off of last year, it's like okay, yeah. he didn't have any weapons. You can't name it, only football heads can name his wide receivers. Facts, you know. And yeah. we've seen what happens. Other than Patrick Mahomes, we've seen what happens when you 
don't have wide receivers. Guys typically regress. Um, in this case, Daniel Jones flourished with having uh, Isaiah Hodges as his number yeah. one wide receiver. <laughs> I get where he's coming from, but Daniel Jones has to put more on tape and he has to do more to even consider that kind of yeah. money. And, Aaron, and this is just an after effect of the Sean Watson deal that he got with the Browns. So it's, it's <laughs> yeah. All that guaranteed money he got is leading to Lamar Jackson winning the same type deal. Right. And um, it's just going to, yeah, the QB market effect, man. So that's the importance wow, of getting a quarterback. A uh, good quarterback and a rookie deal, so you get like five years to. Because the thing is, when you can pay your quarterback, what if you pay your quarterback, choose to pay your quarterback over everybody else, your roster is going to have some holes because there's only so much money to go around. So that's why I feel like not I, if I was like a top tier quarterback, I'm like you don't have to pay me the max, because so we can spread like uh, spread the wealth around, which is why another thing Kansas City deal with Patrick Mahomes that ten year deal it spreads the yeah. wealth around and it keeps him and it keeps him still long term. So. <clears throat> Stuff like that, like see, and all. Last question, um, I like to ask you because um, I got into a discussion with uh, some of my friends. Who would you rather have as quarterback, Derek Carr or Jimmy G? That's tough. That's really tough. See, and Jimmy G, and and and, and uh, I think as a talent, I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback as far as talent. Yeah. But if you want to go with resume as far as yeah. team success, they gotta. I'm just Jimmy all overall, is, ta- yeah. Just overall, Jimmy ta- G. Jimmy G. Has a resume, yeah. That is uh, a lot of people that can't really compare because yeah, cause he's played in he's played in multiple yeah he's played in multiple in multiple uh, NFC championship game. Yeah, he's been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's played. Yeah. Now a lot of people may say that has a lot to do with Kyle Shanahan, which I get. I understand that, but. He still, at the end of the day, he still had to play quarterback for that team. Yeah. He still had to make the throws. He still had to make the plays or or the minimum amount of plays in order to put that team in position because everybody yeah. knows in the NFL, the most important <clears throat> position in the NFL is quarterback. So, But as a, ta- as a talent, <clears throat> excuse me, as a talent, I think Derek Carr is better. Um, yeah. But – We've seen Jimmy G win win a lot in this league. Yeah, that's that's the um that's the same the same thing you were saying is what they were saying, and um because I feel like the who I, despite the success that Jimmy G had making the Super Bowl and everything, I feel like he did they made the Super Bowl not because of him. They just made it exactly. with him, and exactly. I feel like that's the biggest separation. Like the biggest knock on day De- on Jimmy G is he's been injured too much, and when he's not being injured, he's like a game manager. He can right. only do so much. He's not the type, and he he doesn't really have the best footwork, especially staying inside the pocket, as uh, some of the other quarterbacks would. I feel like Derek Carr to have definitely has a better wide skill set. I feel like yeah. Derek Carr is just the overall better player, and uh, the, the only thing Derek Carr doesn't have is the playoff success. And all, all I was saying when I was the argument I was making is, look at the coaching Derek Carr has had. He's done more yeah. with less with bad coaching and less talent than, um, and Jimmy G has the better coach and the better all-around team and stuff. So, right. Like, and that was what I caught him, like, because if you look at, like, the – especially if you look at, like, the postseason success, it was like, when they were trying to bring him, I was like, bro, look at the numbers he put up, like. Yeah, he doesn't I think do the, Like, the year they went to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, it was like those – He threw eight passes. Yeah, like, yeah, eight, they eight passes the whole game, and it was like, 
I don't one know. touchdown and like that playoff run, it was like one touchdown and three interceptions well, yeah. or something like that. So like, like the stat, no other just, quarterback in the league is gonna win playoff games. Yeah, um, plural playoff games. Like with with yeah. a resume like that or or you know a stashy like that in the playoffs. Yeah, but, exactly. yeah, go ahead. but yeah, that's that's all I was saying. I was just like, yeah, man. If I'm if I'm trading for anybody, uh, I would rather have Derek Carr because one, he's always he's durable. He hasn't been. He only got hurt that one time. It was his MVP season, and uh, yeah. that was the only other time. And he's way more healthy. Just a better. I feel like he has a better arm. It's like more. It's like more he can do. Yeah. Versus Jimmy G is a solid, solid quarterback. No, don't get me wrong, but Jimmy G also falls in the category. Category I put with Dave Baker Mayfield. He only a lot okay. of his success is dependent on play action and stuff like that. He can't throw the ball all over the field consistently. Okay. I but yeah, that's um. That's all I was wanting to bring up with you as we begin to close out the show. Yeah. Um, it's been uh, anything you would like to say to the good people. I know it's been inconsistent with the recorder, but that was my fault. I'll take the – take no, the that's all that. good. No, i just like to say I hope y'all just bear with us, man. We're still trying to adjust to the schedules and we're trying to be more consistent as far as timing and uh, getting Thanks. on a real schedule as far as airing the show. So uh, that's why we have – uh, a lot of topics to talk about because we really can't yeah. uh, link up as, as much as we want to yeah. to be able to spread out all the information that we're trying yeah, to explain to y'all. So, right, yeah, so, talking about these old ass headlines, we like damn, right, they right. Didn't been talking about this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but um, hey man, till next time, bro. Hey, be easy. Yes, yes and, sir. Um, till next time, hey, good and thank y'all for tuning in, and we are out. Peace. You are listening to the Don't Talk Podcast. 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 Podcast.